everybody, I'm Mike, CEO and co-founder at Colstack. And before we move to our React Native show podcast, I have a quick announcement to say that might be something that is interesting to you. Today, I'm looking for the best React Native developers to join my team. Besides working on high-end software used by millions, we also contribute to open source projects such as React Native Paper, React Native Testing Library, or Repack. And so you will have an opportunity to develop your skills and knowledge within these projects as well as move your own ideas into life by taking part in our R&D program. We are a great team full of React Native crazy people about this technology and we can't wait to share our knowledge and experience with you. And so if this sounds like something exciting, don't wait anymore and join us. It's great to be part of such a team. Check out the link and below and apply and I'm hoping to see you soon in our cold stack office or maybe remotely depending on your location. Bye bye. Hello everyone. Welcome to the React Native Show podcast. Today we have a new formula for you. Uh, me, I'm Ukash. I'm a senior React Native developer at Colstack. With me is Ola, who is also senior React Native developer at Colstack and our head of technology, uh, Michał Pieszchała. We're gonna meet maybe in this setup, maybe someone else will join. Uh, to discuss the latest and greatest in React and React Native news. And today we have two huge topics ahead of us. Uh, we have React 18 and we have React Native 0.68, uh, which has some impressive new things inside it. Uh, shall we start, guys? Yeah, let's yeah, go. Sure. Yeah, so just for our listeners, we are looking at two blog posts from React website and from React Native website, and we are going to just discuss what we're seeing there. Um, Michal, do you want to start? Do you want to start with React 18? Um, OK, so let's, uh, let's start with uh, what's, what's new uh, or, uh, or what's, what's announced with the uh, with the blog post that uh, React core team um, released uh, recently. And uh, uh, I think that the most important thing to start with is the uh, concurrent React. So they changed the, uh, the naming from concurrent mode to, um, to, to concurrent React or concurrent features because uh, now, now we can turn them on uh, on the uh, component basis, um, so the um, the strict uh, strict mode uh, component is uh, is still there, but we can introduce them uh, not only in the uh, in the root level, uh, but also uh, for for specific specific components. And uh, concurrency in React uh, eighteen is the uh, is the base for uh, all of the uh, all of the um, improvements and and possibilities for for React as a uh, as a library and as a framework for building um, user interfaces. Yeah. Uh, so uh, before uh, historical background is that before React was used to be uh, linear, right? Uh, one thing happens, another thing happens, and you can like compare it to like uh, procedure almost. And right now you can start some update and then opt out of it. You can stop it, you can pause it, and you can uh, start it again. So that's basically concurrent React in a nutshell, correct? Mm -hmm. so, so now the rendering is interruptible, uh, yeah. in other words. 
But it's and also it's also kind of automatical, right? Because this this feature is aimed at kind of like power users of React. Because like uh, if if you're just writing your basic app, you don't even need to concern yourself with the concurrency. It's done in the background. Yes, although you can use it uh, as yeah. a power user, <laughs> and yeah, and th this is um common theme in this uh, release of React that most of the features here are not aimed at regular developers. Those are aimed at uh, library maintainers to get use of these new features. So we will uh, discuss some low-level APIs, how to leverage this new concurrency. But at the same time, they say, uh, authors of this blog post, they say, you shouldn't really do that. You should wait for a uh, mature framework like Remix, like Next.js, to incorporate those as, uh, like you said, behind the scenes mechanisms. Yeah, it's like in the first sentence uh, about in their blog post, they say that uh, the most important addition is something we hope you never have to think about, concurrency, right? Yeah. So that is that like you're right it's kind of the theme of this whole uh this uh, version of react i feel that it's a lot of features that uh, are are kind of in the background uh okay so uh so we we've talked some something on the concurrency but uh, what what does it enables uh, uh what's uh, what's possible with with concurrent mode concurrent react that wouldn't be possible otherwise I don't know. Do you have like do you have examples in mind? I don't know. Yeah. I hope you can answer your own question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about the transition API. Okay. Yeah. So uh uh Wukash mentioned that there is uh, for, for power users, uh there are ways to uh to play with the um uh, with concurrency in React with different levels of uh, events that can interrupt rendering and uh and one way, I think that the only way uh, to um, to do it right now is uh, transition API or transitions. Uh, and uh, React 18 introduced new hooks and uh, new APIs called start transition and use trans transition that allow us as developers to um, tell React that some update is uh, less important. low priority, right? So, so whenever we, uh, uh, as an example, when we have a search input and a list of results, uh, the uh, updating the uh, the the text input state is uh, uh, is high priority. So we want to we want to update it as fast as possible. But the uh, the list can be rendered uh, a bit a bit later. Like we we don't need to. Uh, yeah, and, and you want to be there. able to stop rendering of this list if the input changed. So you want to render the new list so that you wrap set state as a text input and you wrap set start use transition as uh, rendering the whole filtered list. Another API that is used in concurrent React uh, area is use deferred value, which tells React that you can render the UI before I finish calculation on this uh, particular value, you can just use the old one. I don't care about it. 
So that's another low-level API that you should probably not use in your application, but we encourage you to try. Oh, yeah, that depends because if you're building like a, some robust application, like maybe an e-commerce store or maybe something really that, 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 that is big, these features are going to be super useful because we're not building any more like uh, to-do apps that are just, you know, 50 lines of code. We are building really huge web applications with React.js today. Yeah. We can and we do. So it's, mm -hmm. it's some really useful stuff. Okay. Uh, what about the server rendering? What's, uh, what's, what's new here? There is nothing new here. <laughs> That's the point. That's the point. Uh, I was reading this uh, this blog post when it came out, and I was talking about it on other podcasts as well. And there is nothing new. The statement here is that, uh, yes, we are working on it. We know that you are waiting for it. And we will be introducing some new features in minor updates. Uh, but right now there is nothing new, but I know that React, uh, sorry, the Next.js framework back in fall in their conference, they mentioned something that they can already use uh, server components from React, that they're working closely with React team to, uh, to enable that in Next.js. So I don't know the state of, status of that, but as of now, as they say, this is not production ready. This is mm -hmm. not production yet. Okay, but uh, React 18 also introduced uh, streaming server-side uh, rendering, right? So, so, so we are not uh, not advised to use the render to uh, HTML string uh, or whatever the, the API is called. Uh, but now we render to stream or to pipeable stream, uh, and uh, and this is huge for uh, for the server-side rendered apps. Uh, because it also affects the uh, and with uh, with concurrency uh, that this uh, this new uh, server rendering pipeline is built on. Um, uh, we now don't have uh, predictability in terms which parts of the um, of the UI are going to be streamed to our clients uh, sooner than later. And uh, because of that, uh, React introduced another new hook called Use ID, uh, so that so that the hydration works in uh, in concurrent environment. So so this is uh, I think this is another great um, great addition to to React uh, because uh, it can now decide uh, which part of the uh, of of your UI is more important. To serve to be served uh, first, and uh, and this will be streamed first as well, and this com combined with with suspense. Uh, yeah, I was I was I was gonna say if I if I can interject, like yeah. suspense is my favorite part of React 18, and um, I I highly recommend watching a talk at React Conf 2021. Uh, it's uh, by a girl from uh, Netflix, and it's called Streaming Server Rendering with Suspense, and she just she she shows how at Netflix, they use uh, they use suspense to um, to load all the components and to have them like not uh, block one another, and it it looks it looks great. And uh, yeah, and and now and now we're gonna have this in in server side rendering as well. So this is great. And I think the last thing I would like to um... sorry, can I just give it a shout out to Netflix? I love you guys. Your app is amazing. It works 
so good and I'm so glad that it's built in React Native. In React or React Native, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it's so much better than the, any other apps. Uh, yeah, I'm it's, also like, it's free like leaps for... and bounds better than any other app, like HBO, Prime, yeah. anything. They suck compared to Netflix. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I wonder if they use React Native. <laughs> I wonder if we <laughs> have to <laughs> if we have to bleep that out. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, so the last thing I, I would like to just uh, have a quick shout out uh, is the automatic batching because we've heard about Definitely. it uh, for yes. years, and React actually uh, uh, batched the um, uh, state updates in um, in event handlers. Uh, by default for uh, for a few years already, and now we can have uh, now we have uh, automatic state batching for uh, for all of the um, uh, callbacks. Like uh, so, yeah. Again, I feel like this needs some explanation. And state batching is uh, it used to be when I did set state after set state, not in even handlers. It would cause two or more updates. Right now, when I, wrapped it, uh, when I wrap it in some function, it will go as one update to, yeah, to so my UI. Yeah, so less renders by default, which is great. Yeah. Thank it's you, like React, a, for yeah. improving performance of yeah, our... Yeah, yeah, it's like a game changer uh, in performance-wise, right? It's, it's going to be yeah. uh, really visible. Yeah, like it's going to cause some bugs as well, right? <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely, sure. especially in the applications that relied on the edge cases from previous uh, system. But actually, this is something. This is hot take. I don't know if it's true, but I think they uh, say some somewhere in this blog post that you can adapt those features in incrementally, so that you can opt out of the new behavior for for some parts of your mm -hmm. application if you don't want to break the existing edge cases. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is also the case for the new architecture in React Native 68. Such which a great is bridge. Nice, Such nice a great segue. bridge. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> which is yeah. still not stable, <laughs> which is still not 1.0, and probably never be, and it doesn't have to be. Uh, just a yeah, React Native is pretty stable. It gets uh, more stable every day. Uh, and uh, and there is uh, and it just hit a huge huge milestone uh, and uh, and this, this milestone is uh, we are now able to with the new React Native six uh, zero point sixty eight we're able to opt in to the new uh, architecture something that we've been waiting for I think three years or even more uh, twenty. Um, 2018 is uh, was the first time I've heard about um, rewriting the, uh, the the render the the, the core idea of uh, asynchronous uh, communication through the bridge. So uh, so yeah, so that's it, like four years, four years in development. And uh, yeah. I love that they actually did make it uh, as an opt-in. Because um, I, I remember when Angular decided that it, the team behind Angular decided that it sucked and they created Angular 2 and it kind of killed the whole community, I, I feel. And here in React Native, they also could have said, okay, this is like a breaking change. You either decide to go with it or not, but they're doing it with an opt-in flag. 
Well, so it was comfortably adopt the new architecture, and I feel possible. that it was necessary, and it, even more so in our mobile environment, so that you have a production application in stores, and with new architecture, you have to choose if you are using the old one or if you are using the new one. So, uh, and if you are using the new one, uh, please be aware: not every library is prepared to handle your application. So there are a few libraries uh, like React Native Screens, <laughs> Reanimated, Re that you can use in, with, with new architecture, but some other ones, also popular ones, are not ready yet. So we'll have this transition period when we can use old one and new one uh, React in React Native, and you have to choose carefully which one to use. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's uh, worth to mention that uh, React Native core team um, learned um, the learned this process of uh, incremental adoption and uh, working um, side by side with, with the community on the adoption uh, with uh, with React. So <clears throat> prior to um, uh, to to uh, releasing the uh, the, the, the architecture, they created, created a working group uh, for React Native where they uh, consulted uh, their plans, uh, how the rollout would go. Uh, they consulted ideas, um, tested. There's, they're still consulting, right? Because you're saying like they consulted, but it's like, it's like a yeah. work in progress. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 still, uh, it's still an ongoing thing, uh, but we're, we're past a, a very important milestone. And this milestone is... Uh, is we are now now able to use Fabric, which is a very specific part of the new architecture, uh, which is a new renderer for for React Native. Um, and this way, we can we can have a uh, synchronous rendering uh, of uh, of the UI uh, components that we're using. Uh, and uh, it, I think it's uh, worth to. Uh, mentioned as well that uh, Fabric is not the only uh, part of the architecture. There's also Turbo modules, which were uh, released a few months earlier. Uh, to be fair, Fabric was uh, was there for for a few months already in the uh, in the open source in the in the repository. Uh, there was just no documentation on on how to use it and. Uh, uh, and how to how to prepare all of the uh, apps that are using React Native for yeah definitely production. like there is this talk from uh, for our from our React Native EU conference twenty twenty one when Joshua from Facebook is uh, explaining how they how they adopted new architecture in Facebook application already. And so it was in a master branch uh, available for everyone to see and to play with it, but without any documentation, it was so hard. And even with the documentation, the documentation is so extensive and so in detail that uh, I honestly, uh, I haven't got around to reading it yet. It scares me. It scares the <laughs> shit out of me. Oh yeah, it, it's the documentation is not too bad. It's actually pretty insightful. Uh, in terms of uh, fabric, at least the turbo modules are way, way Harder. more. Um, uh, they, they, there is there is just just more content on on this in the 
uh, in their um, official docs. Uh, but with uh, what I found uh, um, really enlightening with uh, with the fabric uh, documentation that we have right now is uh, is the way how uh, concurrent React features and and uh, and, and and concurrent rendering uh, of of React enables. Uh, certain certain um, uh, powers that uh, that fabric can have, so so there there's this great interop between um, React and React Native, but uh, uh, React React 18 is not yet uh, compatible with React 068. Yeah, I was gonna say that you have what concurrent mode, but we can't use it in React Native just yet. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wasn't this expecting actually that, a, to be honest. This, this is a funny, funny thing because <clears throat> uh, if you if you uh, uh, if you look at the uh, at the React Native comments, you will see once in a while something called React Sync with a date or, or something, and uh, and what's happening is that React Native uh, repository has its own. Um, a copy of React Renderer and uh, React Core team is uh, someone from React Core uh, uh, usually is uh, responsible for uh, for managing uh, synchronization between the the React Native uh, Renderer and uh, and React Core um, and uh, um, and the the funny thing about this is that uh, this this is what uh, this this vendored React uh, render or React version will be used in production apps, uh, regardless of which React you have in your package.json dependency tree. So uh, please don't uh, don't use React 18 with uh, React Native uh, 68, uh, because you will end up with uh, React 18 in development mode, but in the release mode in production, uh, you will still, still have React 17. So uh, please, please be patient. Uh, React 18 will be uh, uh, compatible with the next version of, uh, of React Native. Which is so already being cooked. We are close to the, to the time that we have scheduled for this coffee talk, as we call it. Uh, is there anything else new in React Native 068 that we uh, should quickly Please quickly talk about. Um, I don't know. Uh, the, there are some uh, some specific bugs uh, fixed in the developer experience uh, um, mode, let's say, and uh, and there's there's a bunch of libraries and tools that were updated, like uh, React Native CLI or Metro. Uh, but the I think the most important upgrade is uh, is Gradle. And Android uh, Gradle plugin, uh, they were upgraded to, to version seven, and uh, and now um, uh, JDK eleven is uh, is required for for building Android instead of JDK eight. So this is uh, uh, this is a um, noticeable change, uh, and uh, and also uh, the uh, the Android Gradle plugin will automatically download the uh, NDK uh, version that's needed to build React Native. Awesome. Uh, 
from the I, sword. I, I struggled with that uh, at, oh, yeah. some, at some point before. Okay, uh, thank you, Michal. Thanks, Ola, for joining me for this coffee talk. We don't have coffee yet, but for the next episode, I'll get you some coffee. Uh, to our listeners, uh, we were discussing two blog posts from React 18 and from React Native 068. Uh, we'll link them in the episode notes, but you can just go to the blogs to respective teams and just look at it uh, yourselves. Uh, thank you so much for listening and see you next time. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.